how to unite website design and SEO because today you can get results without the right user experience and uh, Google cares a lot more about uh, UX how people uh, use your website how they spend time and uh, I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Chisam Vanene how are you I'm good how are you Anatoly Oh, I'm doing great. It's a big pleasure to learn from you, to get new valuable insights because SEO is my main part of, uh, yeah, on my business. And uh, of course, I pay uh, a lot of attention with design as well because the last time it's hard to get any result if you have no design for a human being. Uh, and today it's better to forget about robots, uh, search engines if you have no the right design. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about web design and SEO. Oh yeah, for sure. So I myself, I own an agency, Success Tech Services. I'm a web designer and I'm also an SEO specialist. And I've been mm -hmm. in the business now since 2019. And so what I do is I build websites for my clients. And then after I'm done building the websites, I then optimize it to rank on Google. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you tell how to uh, create the right strategy? For example, I understand that, uh, uh, you know, I understand that uh, we need to uh, to consider everything, you know, web design, SEO, creating content, many other things to sell content. How to create the right strategy? strategy before uh, creating a website because you know many uh, clients usually come and tell you know uh, it's my competitor i want their traffic sales uh, anything <laughs> but you know without the right strategy it's hard to create the right uh, website and uh, to um, i don't know to get traffic on google can you tell where to start okay for sure so let me take my process for example let's say i land a, a client today one of the things i send my clients is a form now they have to fill out this form with the, of the content they have uh, available to them, the pictures and everything, and also who the competitors are. Now, the strategy for every single business is different. Some businesses mm -hmm. want to, the aim of having a website is to have something up there that people can, that they can just drive direct traffic to. There's some other businesses that need it so they can drive social traffic using social media. And then there are others who need it for PPC, you know, paid traffic, Google ads, and then there's another good subset. I'm not saying the rest are not mm -hmm. good, but the other good subset that needed for SEO so you can rank on Google. So the strategy for each business varies. Now for your classic local business, let's say you have a microblading business, SMP mm -hmm. business. Typically it's build the website in a, build the website, make the design look a little bit more I don't want to go with the stereotypical term, term, but I'll say feminine. And then mm -hmm. once you're done building the website, you optimize the website, you build up a Google business profile for them. A lot of them typically do have um, academies, so they teach and stuff. So you also rank their, their classes. You also optimize the classes to rank. And then let's say you then go over to certain other businesses that are not, that Google doesn't really enjoy with giving ads mm -hmm. to, like, you know, cannabis companies, um, gun companies, and things like that. The strategy for them is different. As much as you can do SEO for them, the only real SEO I'll say you can really do for them it will probably, probably be Google Business Profile. And then after that, mm -hmm. your major focus of getting them traffic will most likely be social traffic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you tell uh, what to do first? For example, we know, uh, and people can argue, uh, an egg or kitchen. Uh, we don't know <laughs> who, uh, who was first, but uh, uh, what about uh, design? What we need to do first to write text or to uh, draw design? What do you think? So the first thing to, to do is the design before the text. Yeah. It's not the text before mm-hmm. the design. Because, I mean, obviously, you're going to need a place to place. You're going to need a, a, a section to place the text on. If the design mm-hmm. itself does not look as appealing to the client, then you, a website that is supposed to be done in one month is going to stretch up to 12 months. You don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So as you mm-hmm. as much as the text is very important, the design itself is pretty much the major element of web design. So the text mm-hmm. in there before you even start putting in text can be a dummy text like the lorem ipsum, you know, dummy text. So the design always comes first before the, before the text and the, the client or whoever has to approve it. And also it also has to look appealing to the industry that you're designing for. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Can you tell, uh, for example, today we have a lot of templates if you are talking about design. Uh, is it a good idea to use templates or is it better to uh, hire uh, designers who can uh, draw something unique, valuable, interesting, not uh, generic that we have online? What do you think? Um, so the thing with templates is almost the same thing with stock images. So mm-hmm. stock images are pretty much found anywhere and they're very recognizable. I always tell people, even though, even if you use a template, customize it in such a way that nobody else except yeah. from you knows it's a template. You know, so for example, if you go to certain people's sites and if you know uh, WordPress, you know WordPress has uh, like uh, they have Astra theme, Ocean WP, Wustify. They have a ton of themes. Each theme themselves contains uh, like a ton of templates. And if you go to certain people's mm-hmm. websites, the templates look very recognizable. If you're going to use a template to design your website, make sure you have customized it, different colors, different fonts. Even you can also switch up the sections. If you have two brick sections, you can make them one line. Just try to make sure it does not look like a template as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, let's talk about SEO. How to consider SEO in your design? For example, if uh, I'm going to uh, draw a new design or a, you uh, use templates and uh, uh, I don't know, like to uh, draw something unique by using these templates just uh, to take their structure or frame. Can you tell how to consider SEO in this process? Oh, yeah. So the way to consider SEO in web design, this is when the text now comes in. So the first text on your website, the first text that should be seen on every website itself is the main, is the main title of the page. Mm-hmm. Now, that main title itself should be a H1 tag. That is, a, that is the default heading tag that Google recognizes. So this is the first mm-hmm. thing you consider. After that, and that header tag also should contain your target keyword. So let's say you are a plumber in um, Austin, Texas. So it should say plumber in Austin. And then after that tag right there, the next paragraph after that tag itself should contain your keyword plumber in Austin. So you can put out a bunch of text, whatever you come up with, and then you can formulate and put something in there. And make sure you have, make sure your page is at least 1500 words long. So if you calculate all the text on your page, it should be at least 1500. And also 
you can apply internal linking. So you can link from one page to the other. So design itself is not just the beauty of it. If you have a beautiful website and even Google cannot recognize it, it's not, then you just have something you like looking at. You want something where mm -hmm. others can look at and something others can purchase from. And that's this is where the SEO elements in design comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, can you tell about um, creating something new? For example, uh, I often see when the masters copy Amazon, Best Buy, Facebook, many other recognizable websites, but these websites have a huge audience, big audience, like a billion people and no, a hundred million people, a lot. Uh, but uh, when uh, companies are trying to sell anything, all their products from homepage, you know, to submit all their items, uh, uh, catalogs, anything, you know, uh, it might confuse and people don't know what to click, where to go. They see a lot of choices and they usually skip it because, for example, if I open apple.com, I can see, you know, just iPhone anything else just a phone on the first screen i have a free space from left side from right side that means it's simple for me to consume this content because i understand the goal if i need macbook i just click this tab and open macbook can you tell how to simplify content how uh because you know uh uh many webmasters just um i don't know make uh, our lives harder you know to consume content <laughs> Yeah, people don't know what to click, where to go. And uh, the best thing what they can do, just leave website and forget about this website forever. <laughs> what do you think? How to simplify content? Oh, yeah. So the best way to simplify content itself is making the the most valuable um, assets of any website available the first time a person lands on your website. Majority of mm -hmm. time when a person lands on your website, they're landing directly on the homepage. Now, if you want people to call your business directly, make sure your call button is on your homepage and make sure that call button is clickable to the person's phone. The next thing mm -hmm. is the shop button. So on the homepage, you might have different categories. Let's say you sell bag, you sell jewelry, and then you sell t-shirts. You're going to have one section on the homepage that says shop, um, shop bags now. Once a person clicks on it let, it, let it take them directly to the bag category. When a person clicks mm -hmm. on the... Um, jewelry page jewelry button let it take them directly to the uh jewelry category and so on and so forth and also on your menu on of the desktop because a lot of times the desktop menu is actually visible for the mobile and for tablet you have to click the hamburger uh, um, hamburger icon in order for you to see it but on your menu on your desktop make sure each link itself goes to the specific um specific thing that a person that you know a person is looking for so that you don't confuse people because a lot of times if you go to certain people's website you have the shop all page you go to their website you see all different types of things on one page that confuses a lot of people especially on the shop all page but when you have the categories separated or you can have it as a drop down that simplifies things for a whole lot of people that come to your website mm -hmm. yeah love it love it uh can you tell about creating the right SEO strategy? For example, uh, I see when webmasters just uh, create strategy by looking keywords on SEMrush, Ahrefs, or any other tools, and they uh, take high volume keywords. Uh, they can imagine, wow, a lot of traffic, I can take it. But it's hard to compete with big websites, popular websites that have huge resources. It's the same, for example, if uh, I'm going to promote the keyword SEO. Yeah, it's hard because SEMrush, Ahrefs, Neil Patel, many other recognizable websites in the top 10 results. 
can you tell how to create the right strategy uh, for a new website that have no traffic authority just started from scratch? Oh, yeah. So the best way to create to start getting traffic with SEO for new websites, I always tell people target low barrier to entry keywords. So you see some, a person wants to go into the affiliate marketing niche, they'll go target a keyword like weight loss. If you target weight loss, nobody's going to find you. Your website needs domain authority. You don't have domain authority. And so in order for you to do these types of things, you need a keyword tool. There are lots of keyword tools. There's SEMrush. Even Google Keyword Planner also works. There's um, mm -hmm. there's a Moz. There's Uber Suggest. So you can go with the cheapest options. You can find a Google Keyword Planner is free. But the thing is, a lot of people find Google Keyword Planner a little bit complex to use. They don't know if this keyword itself is what they should target or not. So I'll just tell people, go for the cheapest one you got. And as for me, it's going to be Uber Suggest. Put in the, the main keyword you want to target there, and then you're going to start finding variation keywords. Another thing you can do that a lot of people don't do, if you go to Google and you type in the keyword you want to target, if you scroll down, you're going to see a section that says people also ask. You're going to see what people mm -hmm. ask. There. Those are certain keywords you can target. So if you just mm -hmm. go target a big keyword, you will not rank. Okay, you cannot yeah. you can <laughs> overtake those that have created the websites back when google first started and think you're gonna outrank them that easily it's not gonna work mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally i think yeah it depends on the strategy because uh, i often get clients who can't get results for a few years they uh, come to me and tell i don't know what's going on uh, i spent a lot of resources to promote my website to create content and when i check out their content it's the same that we have online nothing special you know uh, i think it's better to create strategy with topics that have a lack of quality content, outdated information, because we know that our content is much better and uh, content is still the number one ranking factor. So if you uh, can create much better content, uh, then it's better to skip these topics. I, I don't touch them. I don't care about them because we have so many other great topics where you can uh, create high quality and valuable content. Can you tell more about measurement of quality content? For example, uh, it's subjective. I don't know uh, my content is better or not, but how uh, to measure? Uh, for example, if I create content, I need to check out uh, and compare with my competitors. How do I know that my com content is better? What do you feel? Yeah, the best way to know that your content is better is if it answers the questions directly. Mm -hmm. That is as simple as that. So if a person goes to your blog post and they're reading your blog post, and let's say they're looking for how to um, make a pancake in two minutes, and they go over to your blog post and you're talking about how you walked your dog that morning and how you just went to the gym and then you came back, they don't people don't really care about that so you want to go straight to the point how to create a pancake two minutes you start talking about it start talking about the recipes what they need the time and every single thing there that is the most important thing and also try to make your content i'll just say at least 1500 words so 1500 words mm -hmm. at least it should uh, i mean you can go past that if you want to but just at least 1500 words just try to put some things in there don't go putting in a bunch of uh filler words just so you can have 1500 words like when we're back in high school writing essays so make sure it's 1500 words that make sense and uh so when you do it like that and you answer the questions directly you can do well and also at the end of your content you can also add an faq related to the topic that you just wrote 
If you do that, Google tends to give a lot of favors these days to a lot of uh, websites that have FAQs below their content. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, yeah, uh, SEO is a complex mechanism. You need to consider many things. Uh, but uh, can you tell, for example, if I have limited resources, uh, I can't do anything, you know, because uh, when we have like 200 uh, ranking algorithms, it's a lot. And sometimes uh, my, uh, not sometimes, I think uh, in most cases, the budget is limited even from uh, from big companies mm -hmm. uh, that can sell a lot. They just tell, okay, I, I can share this budget, like, I don't know, like 10K, uh, for a month, we just provide results in a competitive niche. It's hard to do it. But can you tell about uh, choosing priorities with your strong sites? For example, I'm good with technical optimization or link building or creating content. How to choose these priorities and what we can skip? Uh, or, for example, avoid or ignore, I don't know. Okay. So the thing I would say is this. Make sure when you build your website, make sure, number one, it's mobile friendly. That way, if your website is, you can check this with the Google mob, uh, mobile friendly checker. And that way, if your website mm -hmm. is mobile friendly, it makes your job easier when it comes to technical SEO. You get to ignore a lot of other things that are there until you have a bigger mm -hmm. budget. And then when it comes to on-page SEO, learn the basics. Make sure you have a H1. Make sure the H1 is your main target keyword. Make sure you have, make sure your meta description is, is um, contains your target keyword. Make sure your title contains your target keyword. Make sure you have internal linking throughout the content. Make sure the text itself is 1,500 words. And mm -hmm. when it comes to off-page SEO, which a lot of people don't talk about that much these days, because a lot of people believe off-page SEO is just um, uh, guest posting and things like that. These days, it's very hard to guest post because a lot of people are not accepting applications anymore. So try mm -hmm. to get into sites that have um, that allow you to create content, Tumblr, WordPress.com, mm -hmm. um, um, mix. Um, you can share your content on mix.com, document PDF sharing sites, PowerPoint sites, free press releases sites like uh, PRLog. Uh, I believe it's PR. I believe there's one that called uh, PR.com. I believe there's PRLog. There are lots of them, free press releases sites. So you can get this traffic back. You know, SEO, yes, there's a time where it is very expensive, you know, when you really want to go crazy and go after the big guys who are making the most money in the organic space. Mm -hmm. And then there's a time where you can use the limited resources around you to really do well if you do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, can you tell more about technical optimization? What tools to use and how to check out big websites that have probably like uh, 100,000 pages, a million pages, how to analyze such websites? Oh, yeah. So these days it's way easier than before you have a ton mm -hmm. of tools now you have a lot of seo tools now that can scan all the pages and tell you what is wrong with them so when it comes to technical seo the first part is to make sure your text is readable another part is to make sure the fonts you're using itself is not some over fancy fonts because one thing i found out is google is not a huge fan of custom fonts that are not part of google fonts and not part of uh the local fonts like uh you know, Tribute Chat and Times New Roman and all of that. Google is not a huge fan of all that. Now, another thing you have to do when it comes to technical SEO is there's this free tool on um, Google Chrome called, let me look, SEO Meta in one click. That's what it's called, SEO Meta in one mm -hmm. click. The free Google yeah. Chrome tool. If you click I'm on it. I'm using this tool, yeah. 
Oh yeah, if you click on it, it's gonna tell you the problem. It's gonna show you specific things you can fix right there. You can also check it. You can also check the problem with your um, technical SEO by simply going to the Google Page Speed tool. If you put in your domain name in there, Google Page Speed tool is gonna analyze your website and it's gonna tell you things to take out. They also even recommend certain tools you can use to do it. You know, things to take out, th um, things to put in there, and things like that. And when it comes to your page speed, you want to make sure at least you're 60 on both mobile mm -hmm. and desktop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how to choose critical errors uh, in technical optimization? Because when I check out uh, any website with any tools, I can see a lot of errors. Uh, and web developers might be confused what to fix first. And uh, they can't fix anything you know, because, yeah, content uh, uh, has a lot of elements. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, we can't get 100% by page speed. Sometimes we can. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't want to deny it. Uh, many websites can achieve uh, such results, but they can uh, lose uh, some UX. You know, they can lose some part of design or uh, uh, blocks on their websites. What do you think? Uh, how to find critical errors uh, that Google cares about them, that users might care because, you know, like page speed or anything else? Because, yeah, 20% uh, of users leave websites, websites for each second of loading. So if they are waiting uh, more than one second, you uh, lost 20% uh, of users. It's a lot. Can you tell about critical errors? Oh, yeah. So majority of the critical errors will come from a person having big JS. So what you want to do is you want to minify JS. That's very important, JavaScript. You also want to uh, minify a CSS. Another thing that mm -hmm. you want to do too is uh, you want to reduce the uh, the space with the HTML. This is if you know technical SEO. Now, if you're a person who is just listening to this, don't go messing with the code mm -hmm. on your website because you're going to destroy your website. So uh -huh. you can do this by outsourcing it to people who know technical SEO. Now, what you now there's certain things that people have on their websites that are not needed. Like if you take a look at reviews on people's websites, you typically see images on them. These images themselves, Google does not is not really a huge fan of these images there because they just consider them typically static images that don't contribute to anything. You can take those out. Just keep the names there and keep the reviews there. Another thing that um, can be taken out is unnecessary pop-ups on websites. You see a person will have uh, mm -hmm. email pop-up, then they'll have another email pop-up on the site. They will have a push notification pop-up. You go to another page, they have a different pop-up. That's a lot of load you're putting on your website. That makes your website load very slow. Another mm -hmm. problem, <laughs> oh yeah, another problem that uh, people uh, typically have on their site is the images themselves and the media that they use in their website. This is what makes a lot of websites very slow. Try to use new generation images. So what do I mean? Rather than use PNG, use WebP. WebP is the new image mm -hmm, that is mm -hmm. yeah. So use WebP. It's very light. Put it on your website or use a tool that converts all your pictures or your images into WebP. Another thing too is do not upload a video directly on your website. Rather, Mm -hmm. Upload it on uh, YouTube or upload it on Vimeo, and then embed it on your website. It's way it makes you this just these little things that can be targeted. These are critical things that should be that should be done. And by the time a person does it, you're gonna see that your website is faster, and your website has mm -hmm. your website itself has lost a, a lot of weight as a result of it. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, valuable, valuable. Uh, can you tell about uh, interlinking? How we need to interlink content between pages? Uh, and uh, for example, I see when uh, websites usually write some new blog posts, uh, great blog posts, valuable, but they don't use interlink uh, from other pages to this blog post. And uh, Google might think, you know, uh, this content is not uh so valuable you know to the audience and uh, can ignore it you know without uh, just index without uh, ranking can you tell about interlinking how to especially about technical spec how to do it okay a lot of times when it comes to interlinking websites this confuses a lot of people because when you're done writing content on a website you find out that you don't need to link to certain pages they're not relevant to that particular content yeah. so one thing i i i've the advice i've given to a lot of people is on your website as you on your website as you uh, put out the content you should have a place where you just say check out these resources and in each place you can go in there and you can just put in pay uh so you can link out to certain pages that are already on your website that might be relevant to people who might have read that content another thing too is try to find keywords from your other pages or from your other posts and put them in that same content that might be a little bit relevant or synonyms to those keywords and then link to them. And uh, you should try to at least link to three pages or more on each page that you have, because that really helps your website rank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree with that. Uh, I'm interested about call to action. Can you tell, for example, uh, content marketing uh, I think uh, like uh, blog posts, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, brings more than 50% of all traffic online. Online. So, uh, but uh, uh, websites usually write blog posts and don't submit call to action. So even if you have relevant traffic, you can sell. Can you tell about uh, the best practices how to submit call to action to blog posts? Oh yeah, for blog posts itself, what you do is under so you're going to have different headers for your blog post. You're not just going to write a full newspaper type of article. So what you want to do is under maybe each header itself, you can have a widget right there that says maybe, let's say you sell web design. You can be like, you know, get um, you want, want a new website, get one from us, click here. And then you can have something pointing over to a button that a person clicks and can book an appointment or can call you directly. If you are a person who owns an e-commerce store, you can be like, hey, you know, Want a bag or want a dress, click here and they go directly to the page and go shop. I always tell people blog posts themselves get traffic that a lot of people never monetize. They just get a bunch of traffic, yeah. help you rank, but a lot of people don't ever monetize it. Another thing too is in the content, you can also link to these different places and interlinking to this to these different places that can, you know, obviously put money in your pocket. But try to get a widget or you can create one yourself in the design process and have something that goes over to a button that, you know, will eventually get you traffic to a relevant money page. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I decided to leave in the end about uh, link building because it's the most complex part of SEO. Can you tell uh, black hat SEO or white hat SEO? There is no such thing as white hat SEO. That's the first thing I'm going to say. It does not exist. Possible gray it. SEO. <laughs> yes, there's gray hat SEO and there's black hat yeah. SEO. Do not ever go do black hat SEO because Google, when Google has the new update, they're going to punish your website mm -hmm. for it. 
doing that. But there's no white hat SEO because a lot of the so-called white hat SEO, the only white hat SEO is creating content and then waiting for people to link to you. But that does not happen yeah. 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah, that does not happen. So you want to do gray hat SEO. Want to make sure if you don't have enough budget, you don't have enough money to do this type of things, do not buy links on Fiverr or other freelancing sites and then fire them mm -hmm. to your site. That's black hat SEO. You can do certain SEO tactics yourself. You can reach out to other people who are in your industry and ask them to check out your post. If they like it, they're going to mm -hmm. link back to you. Another thing is you can use there are lots of free press release sites these days. You can find some of these free press release sites, create a bunch of content, and then link back to your site. Don't overdo it. If you overdo it, then you're going to the black hat. Mm -hmm. You can also go to PDF sharing sites, create a bunch of PDFs on this PDF sharing sites, link back to your post. You can use PowerPoint presentations to do this too. Another thing too, another good thing is you can create a YouTube channel. And in the description of that YouTube channel, you can get a link back. But the thing with these links is there are no follow links. So there's a do follow link and there's a no follow link. No follow link does not give you ranking juice, but a no follow link is still a good referral link and it can get you traffic. And if you know anything about SEO or anybody, you know that traffic is a very important factor in SEO. So mm -hmm. even if you get a no follow link, that's still okay. You can also get you can also go to um, certain websites that are do follow, create content on there and link back to yourself. So there just there are different ways to build links back to websites, but you do not want to go overboard with them and you don't want to be lazy with link building. Because mm -hmm. a lot of things that the myth in the SEO world is a lot of people believe that if they just create good content, a bunch of people are just gonna link to it. No, you have to do the work. You have to create all the um, relevant pages or relevant links that can help you. And also internal linking is a part of link building. So never ignore that part. And yeah. do not list, never buy links from freelancing websites like Fiverr, you know, uh, freelancer.com. Those are black hat links. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think interlinking is the best uh, link building strategy because you own the strategy, you can't control anything, handle the process. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, the second strategy, like to share on your social media, very yep. simple you know, and very effective. And uh, yeah, and uh, let's talk more about PR. Uh, I remember when uh, John Mueller on Twitter uh, uh, tweeted the opinion that PR uh, is a good strategy. It's the first time when someone from Google, especially John Mueller, replied mm -hmm. about link building. It's even sometimes better than technical optimization. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell about PR campaigns? How to create the right PR campaigns? Because uh, even uh, though we can divide them, like uh, in the process about syndication and distribution. Uh, in syndication, uh, PR specialists can submit content by using tools without uh, it's not editorial links uh, distribution when you send some interesting study valuable content and journalists can think oh yeah it's a good way i want to publish uh, on my website you know to share with the audience because it's valuable can you tell how to choose the right pr uh, agency or campaigns and uh, yeah to cooperate with them okay so pr in so pr in this uh when right now and i've tested this out pr is very good and a lot of people don't talk about it because, but in the past this is what used to happen a lot of 
SEO guys were abusing it a lot. So as a result of that, mm -hmm. Google took away some power from PR by making a lot of the links you get from them um, no follow links. Now, in order for you mm -hmm. to to use PR correctly, you have to make sure the content you put on PR is not the same type of content you put on your blog post. So it cannot be a how-to mm -hmm. type of post. Instead, you want to go for things that are almost like a news type of content. If you if you need inspiration, mm -hmm. go to Google News. Go to news.google.com. Type in your niche or whatever it is that you're trying to offer, and you're going to see the type of content that is ranking on there. You want to create content similar to those types of content so you can get the best out of the PR. Now, when you're choosing a PR agency, there are different PR agencies out there. There's some ones that are cheaper than the than others. You want to typically there's uh, I believe there's one called um, I don't know if I'm gonna get the name right, but uh, I believe PR Log. I mean, these guys they've been in the business for the longest, and you mm -hmm. can use them. You can use them, and you get some of the same. You get some good benefits from them, like you get with the rest. So PR Log is one. There's PR.com. There are also the new ones that are popping up these days. I believe. Trying to remember what one was. There's one I saw the other day that was advertising on Facebook. I believe it was Web 2.0 or something like that. So um, PR mm -hmm. is very important. I mean, this is not the first time. I believe John Miller is just recently that John Miller announced this. But there was a time, there was, I believe there was an interview in the past with someone from Google when they were talking about PR. And they said, well, as much as, you know, they will not depend on PR a lot, um, they will still advise people to still do it when necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, what webmasters need to do today? I mean, like uh, they must to do uh, because you know uh, we have many different strategies, many different directions. But uh, what we can't avoid to create high quality content and get traffic. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell everybody this thing. The best strategy today. Today, what is taking over the entire internet space today is videos. That is what mm -hmm. is taking over the internet space today, videos. So my piece of advice for every single SEO master, for every single uh, SEO strategist and, and all of that is to start transitioning into the video space. Every single time Google comes out with an update, a lot of websites are affected. But when YouTube comes out with updates, you barely see any YouTube videos affected. The same old YouTube videos are still doing as well as they were in the past, as they are today. You just, they're just new algorithms. So focus a lot on the Google tools that are being presented. So when it comes to local SEO, focus a lot on optimizing Google business profile. When it comes to e-commerce SEO, also focus on putting your products on um, Google Merchant, that's the Google shopping feed. And then when it comes to um, other types of SEO, I'm just gonna tell people, put out content on your website, that is very important. But try to start something in the video niche, especially a YouTube channel that is related to this mm -hmm. topic, and you always see yourself doing well. So even though a new algorithm comes out and that page does not do well, your YouTube video will still do well, and traffic from your YouTube video will always translate back to your website. Because, I mean, we've seen this over and mm -hmm. over again. Every, almost every, every quarter now, Google is coming out with a new update, and a lot of websites are affected. But YouTube is barely ever affected. So... That's what I will say for now. Yeah, and uh, what I like in YouTube that you don't need to create any link building campaigns. You know, forget about link building, the most complex part. And <laughs> even more, uh, I remember when HRS, uh, HRFs shared a study that only 7% of 
all new pages uh, get ranked on Google in the first year. Uh, but on YouTube, you can rank for 24 hours. You know, oh, yeah. even get even get traffic from Google because 55% of all uh, searches have video content and most of them are from YouTube. So yeah, uh, yeah, totally about that. I think video content is growing. People love this format and it's more simple to create. That's why, yeah, it's better not to ignore. Okay, uh, can you tell about things that it's better to avoid? What we don't need to do today? Okay, there are some things we no longer need to do today. Uh, one of the things we don't need to do today is keyword stuffing anymore. So uh, mm -hmm. these days, the algorithms are getting better and better. The uh, Google algorithm is getting better and better, also Bing algorithm. So one of the things I'll tell people to avoid is over keyword stuffing. Um, another thing that I'll tell people to avoid is stop. Um, today, avoid using very competitive keywords like weight loss, affiliate marketing. Those are highly yeah. competitive keywords. <laughs> Another thing we're going to avoid doing today is stop buying links from Fiverr. No matter how attractive mm -hmm. the links look, no matter how much reviews they have and everything, do not buy your links from here. It's going to harm you in the long run. And the last fifth thing I'm going to tell people to avoid doing today is pretty much focus more on promoting the content that you create that you create than just creating content so when you create content focus a whole lot more on promoting that content because you have a better chance of ranking that content you put out when you do that than just pumping out content every single day yeah yeah totally uh i i have the question for example if you st started today from scratch without any skills knowledge experience what will you do to learn more about seo the first thing I'll do to learn more about SEO is I'll head over to youtube.com and I will type <laughs> in um, SEO for beginners and then I'll begin learning uh -huh. from there. I'm going to get, then I'll get a WordPress website, just a, a WordPress website. I'll probably get with a good hosting company like SiteGround and start testing my skills from there. I'll also use um, tools that can assist me, such as Rank Math for WordPress, and then I'll use, and then I'll use that to measure how good I am with on-page SEO. Another thing I'll do is I'll head over to udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com, type in SEO for beginners and learn from there. And you see that in less than a week, you will start getting the hang, the hang, you know, of how SEO works. You want to start off with your own website before you before you decide you decide to take the next step. Yeah, valuable. I agree with you. You know, even if you don't need SEO, uh, I think, uh, for example, you need SEO traffic, but you are not going to be an SEO expert in one day. Just learn about that because when you hire people, when you uh, want to get this traffic, you need to understand what they do because sometimes they can hurt <laughs> your, uh, you know, take money and hurt your ranking positions, uh, hurt your website because of using some obsolete methods. They don't work anymore. So, yeah, Google pays attention with that. And uh, I have the final question. Uh, what kind of future can you forecast in SEO field? Oh yeah, my future in the SEO field is main is a major focus on videos than mm -hmm. blog posts because a lot of the people who keep ranking on Google today and uh, blog posts are, are already the people who have been ranking before. So I don't see, I I believe the future right now for in the SEO field is going to use videos, YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Even right now, TikTok videos are now ranking on Google, which is insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be strictly videos a lot. I mean, people can still be putting out content, but video marketing is going to be the wave and it's going to and it, it is the future from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. And, you know, I think uh, uh, TikTok increased the length of video and after that, Google started to hire <laughs> <laughs> these TikTok videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's possible that sometimes we need to increase uh, the number of symbols. I know that Google denies uh, that they count number of symbols, but uh, we often see that uh, the uh, I think if content has more symbols, it ranks much higher. So oh, yeah. according to numerous studies, uh, and I think it's not because you have uh, long content. It's more about uh, sharing more value, replying to more questions, helping more. So uh, why not? If you can create uh, content that uh, help your audience, why not? You can uh, get ranking positions. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. Tell my audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Oh, yeah. If you want to reach out to me, head over to successtechservices.com. And you can just type in success tech services on Google and you're going to see our website right there. You're also going to see our Google business profile so you can link over to us. And uh, you can also see our phone number on there. So if you ever need a website, you need SEO, you can always give us a call. And we are also on um, YouTube. So head over to success tech services on YouTube. We're on YouTube. And uh, we also success tech services on Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook. Uh, so, you know, thank you so much for listening to me. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, you need to do it. Uh, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time.